Hello and welcome to Ahead of the Curve, the podcast from Acadia, where we take time to get under the skin of the risk, margin and collateral industry to dig deep and present topical perspectives and insights on this hugely important sector. Now, it's time we talked about ORE. For those of you not in the know, ORE, or Open Source Risk Engine, is Acadia's widely respected open source software project designed for contemporary pricing and risk analytics of a whole range of traded financial products. It was first developed by Dublin-based Quaternion, which is now part of Acadia, which of course itself now is part of the London Stock Exchange, and has been a leading player in the risk software space since 2016. The key to ORE is its open source structure. Anyone using ORE has full control and oversight over how they deploy it. ORE itself is already in its 10th release to the market. So so what does the future hold for this innovative software system? Well, to discuss that, I'm delighted to be joined in the studio by Scott Sabolowski, partner in Quantitative Services with Acadia. Scott, welcome to the studio. Thanks, John. Very happy to be back. Well, it's great to have you here. Let's take a step back here first. We're talking about ORE, but let's look at the big picture. What is ORE and why is it so important? We think it's the industry, the the first of its kind, open source, completely free, transparent pricing and risk library for derivatives, structured products, and any other traded financial instrument. Uh, The core software we've been using internally for our commercial services, consulting, uh, and hosted services, I'd say, for the last 15 plus years. And it wasn't until the last year or two that we've decided to release uh, the vast majority of our expanded functionality and product coverage out into the open source domain starting middle of last year, middle of 2022, um, with a series of quarterly releases that Uh, right now essentially gives you equivalent functionality to what's available on our hosted commercial services across the thousand plus clients that Acadia currently supports um, on a, on a commercial basis. And it's, it's not something that's entirely new, is it? ORE has been with us, has been part of Acadia now for a little while. Yeah. The the original company that you mentioned there, Quaternion Risk Management uh, started in 2010, 2011. And the founding partners of that company were using Quantlib in the early 2000s and started extending Quantlib, a a separate parallel open source uh, pricing project for derivatives, adding a functional risk and simulation layers on top of the Quantlib functionality and uh, also expanding the product coverage there out into the exotic space. They were doing that in previous risk and finance and IT roles at um, European banks. And around the time of the financial crisis had several consulting opportunities uh, coming out of 2009, 2010. And that was kind of how Quaternion started. And you mentioned the acquisition by Acadia, um, I'd say three or four years ago. And then now by by the London Stock Exchange Group, it's certainly been a nice um, validation of the core functionality within ORE, which sat at the core of Quaternion and Acadia for its its hosted services. So we often get the question, you know, if the if the software is so great, why are you giving it away for free? We do feel through these series of acquisitions, it's been a nice kind of a validation by the market that there is something valuable there, and people are willing to pay for it, um, albeit from a from an open source standpoint, our, our clients don't have to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And both of those acquisitions, Quaternion and the London Stock Exchange, uh, covered here on this podcast as well. So we've yes. been on that journey with you. Yeah, but it's been an exciting one. It has, definitely. Let, let's just let's just get into a bit more detail now, though, Scott. How, how does ORE work? Um, what, are the, what are the use cases in particular? Yeah, we've seen uh, two or three primary use cases for open source ORE over the last decade. The most popular one has been... Uh, 
all banks of, of pretty much any size from your large tier one investment banks down to smaller regional commercial banks replacing legacy expensive vendor software uh, tend to be a bit more of a black box, which um, a lot of our clients are facing increased regulatory pressures over the last 10 or 15 years. Um, so you can no longer just defer to a, a vendor prescribed methodology, you really do need to demonstrate ownership and control of the type of uh, risk models and pricing tools that you're using internally. So we feel very strongly that uh, the transparency afforded by an open source software like ORE goes a very long way in winning regulatory approvals and internal model validation approvals from uh, from internal model governance functions. So um, replacement of, of legacy software. And then also I mentioned model validation Oftentimes, our clients have independent model validation groups who are responsible for putting the stamp of approval on models that get developed within the front office or within risk functions. And those model val validation groups are often forced to develop, develop parallel implementations of the same or similar methodology that they're validating. Uh, those model validation groups have found tremendous value in using ORE as a starting point for those parallel um, model implementations. So it gets them 90, 95% of the way there uh, without having to recreate the wheel each time they want to go and develop a new model for the front office or for um, risk functions. So it saves tremendous uh, time, energy, resources, and cost for clients who are using ORE as a model validation tool locally. And then... Um, Acadia, for the last uh, five or six years, has been supporting the vast majority of the non-clear derivatives market through compliance with the uncleared margin rules, which dictates that clients need to post initial margin for the very first time on those bilateral derivatives trades. And there's been intense regulatory scrutiny on the models that determine that initial margin amount. And in most global jurisdictions, uh, banks and, and even certain buy-side firms like hedge funds need to uh, apply for a regulatory approval of those models. So Acadia, through its hosted uh, commercial offerings, offer calculation services to comply with those regulations. And the fact that the same library that clients are using on a daily outsource basis is available open source, allows them to poke around the source code and allows greater visibility and transparency for those model validation teams and even for regulators to uh, have uh, a comfort and understanding of the models that we're using to determine those margin amounts. And that, that transparency that you refer to in the open source nature of ORE is, is clearly, you know, a very important element there. Uh, the, 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 Open source approach is is an essential factor to ORE. I think that's clear. But what kind of ongoing support can clients expect if and when they adopt it? Are they on their own or, or are you part of the support program? They can be on their own. I'd say the majority of the time we don't have visibility into who's using the open source tools. We would love to know everyone who's downloading and forking our code locally, but that's part of the beauty of, of the open source nature. You can you can use it, you can extend it locally. You don't have to contribute anything back to the, the open source community. We do encourage it. We do um, operate a very active community user forum, both on our open source risk website and internally at Acadia. Um, Acadia at its core is a community-driven industry model. We're uh, essentially an industry utility for the non-cleared margin space. Um, so everything that we do has the financial community in mind, and we run very active monthly and weekly uh, support groups uh, 
you, you know, uh, support groups is probably, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but organizing way ways to, it, but... to, to help people, to give yeah, them, to give them the kind of support um, that they need. Um, yeah. And, uh, offering services that help the entire industry comply with global regulations. Um, I, I won't lie. There is a commercial element and justification for our, our interest in open sourcing these tools. Um, we are not a software vendor. We don't want to be in that business, but, uh, we do, uh, we do hope to work with clients on a consulting basis to help them implement ORE locally if they're resource constrained, uh, or help them extend or customize ORE's functionality locally for specific bespoke use cases internally. Um, so th there's still a big cost benefit there for the, the client replacing a, a legacy vendor system that's several hundred thousand dollars or even seven figures plus annually from a license uh, subscription fee perspective, replacing that with a free open source software that has equivalent functionality to those vendor systems. Maybe you're paying a one-time six-month consulting fee to get that, that, that uh, software up and running for the very first time, but it removes any kind of legacy uh, long-term subscription fee. Um, once you get it up and running and you have a team that's educated that can support that software and own that software going forward it saves a tremendous bottom line cost for clients on a long-term basis and you mentioned those clients there as well scott give me a sense of the the types of clients that you see deploying ore that you're having conversations with yeah i mentioned the um the transparency that ore affords and generally uh, ore is being used uh, most widely by clients facing those increased regulatory pressures. So these days, that's generally the larger banks in most global jurisdictions replacing their black box systems that they've had trouble justifying uh, to, to regulators in the past, replacing that with ORE and demonstrating greater control. So certain analytics that have been particularly popular the last several years have been in the uh, valuation adjustment space, the XVAs. Clients ripping out expensive front office and risk XVA systems, replacing that functionality with ORE. Similarly, in the uh, the regulatory capital management space, uh, replacing market risk uh, VAR systems, for example, or counterpart counterparty credit risk exposure simulation systems for credit risk capital. All of that functionality is available out of the box within ORE. And even though Acadia is known as a kind of margin utility for the industry, um, Acadia and its hosted services is probably only using 10 or 15% of the functionality available in ORE. So uh, I would definitely encourage everyone out there to check out all that expanded functionality. And we have lots of, uh, you know, 50 plus examples available out of the box where you can get a sense of the expanded uh, functionality coverage within ORE beyond just the margin space. So I guess it's, it's uh, it, like you've described it, it's a community out there, isn't it, that's, that's using ORE. How do, you, how do people get more involved or understand what it uh, offers more? I know you've recently launched the ORE Academy. What does that do and, and what, what, what does that bring to the table as well? Yeah, the ORE Academy is a YouTube channel that we launched uh, earlier this year that has several pre-recorded videos to aid in uh, getting set up with ORE for the first time, talking through how to compile ORE locally or, or even just gain access to ORE locally if you're not so technical. Um, it also has a, a series of walkthroughs for relevant examples in the market and credit risk space. So um, even without 
kind of um, getting into the weeds of the source code, you can still run out-of-the-box examples that will give you a value-at-risk calculation or a, an exposure simulation with all your preset assumptions and calibration settings already self-contained within each of those examples. So you don't have to be an expert. You, you can have, you have some basic knowledge, but you can use this out-of-the-box, as exactly. you say. Exactly, yes. And um, we are also investing very heavily in continuing to propagate ORI as a teaching tool for the next generation of risk users. Generally, if you're in a, a master's or, or PhD program, you learn a ton about the underlying methodology, but you you have to wait until you get that first or second job to get your hands on you know, uh, pr- production software that's used at these large banks. Those are generally not available uh, in learning form when you're, you, you know, you're, you're first getting into the industry. So we have a newly established partnership partnership with Northeastern University um, this summer, where we will be using ORI as the center of a certificate program, a six-month certificate program launching early next year, where we're hoping to um, use ORE to teach the next generation of quant risk professionals, giving them hands-on experience of, uh, of a production software like ORE earlier on in their career, or um, facilitating career changes for uh learners who want to uh, you know, make a career change and get deeper into the quant risk space and knowing what they're getting into before they actually take that, that next step. Well, it's clear, Scott, that ORE is going to keep you busy for the, the time being. Unfortunately, though, we're out of time now. But thank you very much indeed for, for joining us uh, on Ahead of the Curve. Thanks, John. And I'll, I'll just mention, lastly, opensourcerisk.org is the landing page, and uh, you'll be able to find all the resources we mentioned on that website. That's great. Thank you, Scott. Awesome. Thanks, John. And thank you for listening to and watching Ahead of the Curve. We'd like to know what you think, so please do get in touch and share your thoughts. And you can find out more about Acadia by going to acadia.inc. But until next time, it's goodbye from us.